The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Save our wildlife, save the environment, save our world. It all starts with a little knowledge. Welcome to Our Wild World with Ellie Weiss. There is so much that's being done and can be done with help from specialists and marginalized community groups to you. We'll discuss the future of Africa, the wildlife, and the people, and show you how it affects the entire planet. Now, here is Ellie Weiss from the Wild Eyes Foundation. Good morning and welcome to Our Wild World. As all my listeners know, this program is about bringing you current and cutting-edge content that weaves together all aspects of what our wild world is. That to be a part of our world today means crossing boundaries and combining just about every platform available in a multimedia, fast-paced, and rapidly growing world. My guest today, Monty Marsh, understands this. With a degree in economics, Monty had every intention of pursuing a career on Wall Street. But instead, at the 11th hour, he began a career in the entertainment industry. As a model and actor, he was honored as PETA's sexiest vegetarian vegan next door. And if that wasn't enough, he moved on to collaborate with prominent directors and photographers through projects with Samsung, Apple, Chevrolet, Mitsubishi, and more. You see, Monty wants to understand every aspect of the art and power of storytelling. Further, to take these stories to the next level, experiencing every facet of production from casting, camera, locations, and directing. With all that under his belt, Monty's creativity and energy has coalesced into a unique new platform, and in 2004 he developed a hybrid company called Guerrilla Filmworks, a creative multimedia production company specializing in TV, film, music video production, and a platform that engages all of these aspects into a new hybrid called Elephant Uprising, the world's first elephant digital platform designed to connect elephant lovers, activists, politicians, educators, and experts from across the globe using the latest technology. Social entrepreneurship and innovation and the voices of the people to be a hub and global driving force for saving the planet's remaining endangered elephant populations. So, we're going to have an exciting show today, and welcome, Monty. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. We met at the PAUSE conference back in November, and with, what, 350, 400 people there, you stood out. You had a vibe that just every time we passed at the coffee machine or running around between um, the uh, forums, you just stood out to me. There was an energy, and now learning so much about you, I see why. You're an amazing guy. Thank you so much. (laughs) So, And you're a busy guy. 
Yeah, I'm usually juggling two and three things at once, but I, I prefer it that way. It keeps me busy. It's only two or three? Well, more like <laughs> a little more. <laughs> <laughs> so um, since you're juggling all these things and we have this time today, why don't you tell us a little background about yourself beyond what we just talked about in the introduction here and how all of this coalesced to become focused and target and sort of your laser beam energy on elephants. Awesome. Well, back in 2006, um, I was gifted an elephant as a foster parent program with the uh, Sheldrick Wildlife Trust. Ah. And uh, it was that interaction with my, my baby elephant when I came to realize my affinity for elephants and just how majestic and beautiful they are. And, um, you know, I would get these updates and it, it forced me to kind of look a little deeper. And then I realized the plight of the elephants and what they were facing. And it, it just didn't sit well with me. And at that time, as a model, you know, you had to be a certain weight and you had to look a certain way. So I was already toying around with vegetarianism uh, just for health reasons. But then as I got more involved with looking into the, the situation with elephants, I became aware of with the plight of all animals um, and what they're up against in our in today's modern society. So um, from there, you know, I really started focusing in on animal rights and, and putting myself in situations with people who are active and on the ground doing work for the animals, um, but always keeping a special place in my heart uh, for elephants as well. And um, from there, you know, it just kind of grew and grew. And then as technology grew and this whole social media thing grew as an entrepreneur, I try to find solutions to things. And it doesn't necessarily mean because I'm an entrepreneur, I want to make money and everything. Sometimes I genuinely just want to try to find solutions to help a situation or to help a people. Um, And so in playing around with all of this stuff on the digital side, I realized that there are so many great people such as yourself and great organizations out there who are doing great things for animals and elephants as well, but there's not one place connectivity-wise for them to go. Um, so I just I started thinking about how can I create something where a person in Africa can connect with me here in L.A. and connect with you in, in Colorado where we can communicate, organize, and get active and do something as a collective group. And out of that elephant uprising grew and was formed. Well, that's astonishing because you've just woven together so many aspects. I mean, there's there's a, a, a couple decades, I'd imagine, between you and me, and uh, not only in, in age-wise and, you know, how long we've been walking the earth, but in terms of generational gaps and generational con- connectivity. And during that time, the world technology has taken leaps and bounds of um, a forward movement to where back when I started and where a lot of the conservationists who are aware of the elephant issue and crisis that's been going on since the 60s, that um, we didn't have these platforms. We didn't have this kind of connectivity and this network ability. We had to literally meet face-to-face or a telephone call. So your generation and your ability and your creativity bringing all this together is really astonishing and it's very exciting. So I also have to say, um, Sheldrick Trust is a good, uh, uh, one of our grantees has been, Dame Daphne is a good friend of mine, and I just need to know, did you ever meet your elephant? I did not, and that's the one regret that I have, I did not. Is your elephant still at the orphanage, or has it gone wild? I think it's gone wild by now, because that was a while ago. 
All right. Well, at least you grew up with your elephant, and I can't say that for many people. Right. So um, that's fascinating, and I'm, and I'm one, and I'm thrilled because Shelter Trust offers a lot of opportunities for people to support elephants, but not all of them take so many steps further to actually engage and protect them. So um, tell us a little more about Elephant Uprising. You've got a website, which is uh, elephantuprising.com, and it's a beautiful website, and you have two choices when you get to the front front page to learn about it and to join. So learn about it and then go click join because this is what it's all about. Tell us how... Elephant Uprising, this hybrid, the film, and the website, and all of this marketing. Tell us how this is going to work and come together. Well, the idea is, well, if I could back up for a second, I uh, did some work for President Obama's first campaign, and I was a content creator, photojournalist. I would shoot photographs with him on the campaign, and, you know, they would take it and put it into their machine and spit it out, and it, you know, helped the campaign. And then watching that, I was just amazed how he was able to organize people across the the, the nation using his platform. Um, So I started seeking out the, the technology, and it just wasn't there at that time. And then I, you know, I, I got involved with social media week here in LA and all these, these burgeoning uh, social media organizations. And then finally, one day I ran across a group of people who actually had the technology to make my vision come to life. And what that would be is basically the way I, I pitch it. It's not exactly the way that I pitch it, but it can be looked as a Facebook for elephants, basically. Any and everybody can get on this platform and create their own profile. They can raise money for themselves within within the platform, within for their organizations within the platform, or they can help raise money collectively for our, our platform goals, which would be different, obviously, than the organizational and individual goals. Um, so what I wanted to do was, and it's all based off of content strategy. Content is king these days and it's it, all these studies are coming out that the best way to engage a demographic of people is through video and content. So essentially the platform will be constructed so we create content our members of the platform create content and because of the connectivity through the technology we push this content out and we get it to in front of people that otherwise would not have received it um, I was watching the elephant in the room earlier and it's such a great piece of content so thank you for creating that first and foremost thank you um, yeah it's amazing and I was looking at the numbers on that you know it's like 3,000 people and I'm there's no way only three pe- 3,000 people should see that it should be more like 300 million people should see that. Well, actually, if, if you, I'll step in here for a second. If you go through all the places where Elephant in the Room, because this was three years ago. Got it. Um, and we didn't have the technology. I am not a social media strategist like you are, so we could definitely benefit from some of your help. That's partly one reason why Elephant Uprising is so exciting, and I would love to participate in it. But um, Elephant in the Room has been seen not by 300,000. I don't really know the numbers because it went viral through so many different resources, but not an ability like you have to track it. So um, it, it was launched at uh, CITES in Bangkok, and from there it went to Shanghai Square, and uh, it was at Shanghai Square in their outdoor. So 
um, I don't know how many thousands of people saw it there. And then it went to Jackson Hole Wildlife Film Festival, which it won Best in Short Shorts. And now it's just been, uh, not just been, it has been selected by the Chicago Field Museum to be a permanent part of their new exhibit, the Cyrus Tang Hall of China, in counterpoint to a 17th century ivory carving. So its audience is um, much larger than I can begin to imagine, but it would be fun and um, certainly um, important to be able to work with someone like you, for someone like me who's doing things like this, to be able to track exposure. So um, tell us more how maybe not in this particular uh, experience or example, but how someone like me, Wild Eyes Foundation, who is multi-formatted, multi-faceted, to Joyce Poole and Elephant Voices, to Dame Daphne Sheldrick and Sheldrick Wildlife Trust, to right. Cynthia Moss and the Ambicelli Trust for Elephants and, you know, elephant researchers and um, there's another wonderful man, I notice you focus on Asian elephants, Philip Price and the plight of Sri Lanka elephants. How could, let's say, you and I work together and collaborate and bring all these people together. How does that work? I don't quite understand the term platform. So maybe you could help us understand that for us older generation and okay. how this platform brings it together. Okay. Well, for one, on in, in terms of just the content, uh, I've spoken to Joyce um, about this platform and she's excited. I'd like to see a place where we can get – because I, I – don't know half as much as I should in terms of just the intricacies of, of the plight of elephants and the, the scientific backing of, of elephants and whatnot. So um, what I'd like to, to see is all the experts come together and put all of this information on this platform. So if it's, um, let's say, some random person who didn't know much and they went to Elephant Uprising, at this platform, all of this information that I've compiled from all of these great people that you just mentioned, it would be on here. And for instance, if uh, Joyce herself wanted to create a, a, a profile, a public profile, then she could create the public profile and that person could engage her directly and her um, initiative directly, as well as the entire platform. So what it would look like, we'd have different membership levels, we'd have different public profiles, we'd have different chapters, different local groups, um, we'd, and that would be for members, organizational, uh, personal fundraising, and say if you wanted to have an event, you can use the platform within the platform to sell tickets specifically for your event. So the technology is such that it can be very individual or very group oriented. It just depended, depends on what's happening at that time. This is astonishing. It, 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 it boggles my mind to tell you the truth. Um, you know, a lot of us working in conservation on the ground, field based, we have lots going on. Uh, Joyce Poole and Elephant Voices is one of the newest grantees of Wild Eyes, and we're actually going to be working on their visual component to um, document and put together in some sort of a web-based format all the science and all the visuals and all the knowledge that they have about elephant communications. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us, we already have, let's say, a website or, you know, a singular, I'll call it platform, I may be misusing that word, but a website or a Facebook page. So how does someone who has all this and has been working for 20 years already generated, how does it get merged or combined or collaborated into this hybrid platform you're creating? 
Right. Essentially, Elephant Uprising is a hub, so to speak. So the way when I talk to people about it, I say um, essentially all things elephant. So if you have an initiative that you're working on, you'll have it's a directory of sorts. So you'll have access to all the people on the platform so you can market directly to them and help get your initiatives um, completed, so to speak. Okay. So yeah, it's 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 basically there as a tool and a solution. Um, you know, I'm just creating it for people to be active on the platform and to use the technology to help move their personal goals. And then I have a a few goals that I would like for the platform itself to use to collectively do some things. Like for instance, I'd like to see a, a national stamp with the elephant on it, which is something that we could totally do with numbers. They did one for tigers. Exactly. Why not for elephants. Exactly. Exactly. I think and they it, even it, did one for pandas. We don't hear about pandas much anymore. Right. Right. Just, you know, trying to find creative, unique ways to uh, approach the issues and to reach a demographic that has not already been educated about the plight of elephants, essentially. Because every time I talk to someone about elephants, it's always a smile. And, and even me, when, at the very beginning, I didn't realize the connection I had with elephants and it might've been through literature as growing up. It might've been through cartoons, but the, the reality is, is that elephants are etched in our DNA, whether we like it or not, <laughs> just the, because of the nature. Ap- they are what today? Did you say? They are etched in our DNA. Abs- well, absolutely. And we're etched in theirs. Exactly. What I'd like to understand more is, well, A, this is an amazing opportunity for all of us to, to come together. There's the financial, I mean, excuse me, the philanthropic and the altruistic aspect that I see of Elephant Uprising that is critically important, but I'm sure there has to be a financial aspect too. So um, we're going to step away for a minute, take a little break, and then I'd like to come back and talk more about this business model because it is very exciting. So stick with us. My guest today is Monty Marsh with Gorilla Films. Filmworks. uh, Sorry, say that again. Film works. Film works. I'm sorry. I apologize. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Wildlife. No wild, no life. Big, scary, beautiful. Predators are in danger. Without them, our rivers dry up. Our forests don't grow. Our communities go hungry. Our biodiversity crumbles. Wildlife drives our planet's ecosystems. The wild effect. It's in our hands. Ellie founded Wild Eyes Foundation because she loves Africa and to remind us that there are more harmonious and less destructive ways to live on our planet. She does this so we may be able to look inside ourselves and understand the deeper partnerships that connect us all and to take responsibility for our lives and our Earth. Africa is one of our last remaining wild places and the origins of humanity. It is irreplaceable. Africa is at a crossroads, on the brink of possibilities. We can choose to let its wildlife be lost forever, or we can help save it. In Africa, it is still possible to make a difference. Visit us at www.wildeyes.org to learn how you can make a difference. We only have one Earth. If we don't care, who will? W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. 
The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick and mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace to speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. You're listening to Ellie Weiss and Our Wild World. We want to hear from you. Call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd rather send us an email, please send it to wildeyes at wildeyes.org. That's W-I-L-D-I-Z-E at W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. Now, back to our wild world. Welcome back. This is Ellie Weiss, Our Wild World, with my amazing guest, Monty Marsh and Gorilla Filmworks, a brand new um, ultra, I, I was starting to say ultra slick, but ultra-coordinated digital platform for bringing elephant lovers together, which in this case is elephants, but I can see the um, exponential growth of this to be a platform to bring together all types of conservationists, activists, lovers, and social technology and people like you. So right before the break, we were talking about, I can see your philanthropic uh, participation in this, your love for elephants, because you adopted one. Um, And one day, hopefully, you'll get to see that elephant. And the altruistic, because you care. And altruism is something that is somewhat missing in today's world. So coming from a young person such as yourself, it's great to see that it is alive and well. But we also know today that financial aspects and economics are a consideration of any new project. But how does it pull together? You said memberships and different levels. So this is a place where people can donate and also be members. How does how does this work? Well, with regards to the platform, I've always worked on the notion that I don't want to ask for money to build the platform. Um, so now I'm going to try to do a Kickstarter campaign to basically just get the platform built. I think once the platform is built, from there, you know, I can sustain it through donations as well as a couple um, entrepreneurial ideas that I have as well. But it, I just basically want to get this thing built for everyone to use. It's not about me making money on this. It, it's it's very philanthropic in that way. However, you can donate, and eventually I would, you know, solicit donations. But it would be donations to look at unique and innovative ways to address human encroachment. 
to look at maybe, you know, partnering with the technology that, that they're using in the drones to, to stop poaching. So in that realm, I would love to take donations from the, uh, the platform. As an entrepreneur and a filmmaker, I do have a couple creative ideas that I want to explore after the, the platform is built where, you know, we create content by way of a film or by way of merchandise that is very specific and targeted to the base of the platform. So much so that we even involve the members in the platform. So if I decide or if you decide that you want to do a film and you want to partner, then we sit down and we put it together. And then we go to the platform and ask them, what do they think about it? You know, I think we're in a time where we really need to engage our audiences in a way that gets them involved gives them ownership, makes them have a stake in what we're doing because entrepreneurially, when you have custom a customer base or demographics engaged in that way, they're going to patronize what you're putting out because it is of them. And marketing, you know, even advertising is going that way. We're really trying to figure out how do we engage, how do we get, how do we partner with people instead of shouting at them or tricking them to, to, to buy a movie ticket or tricking them to buy a T-shirt. It really needs to be of them. And I think that's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. This is, this is, a, I'm smiling here. I have the biggest grin on my face because um, not only are you hitting every buzzword, um, that conservation needs, that it's failing in today. Um, Kenya, for an example, is has lost 80 to 90% of its wildlife. For all the work that traditional NGOs have been doing, project-based science, research, it's not working. That doesn't mean individual projects aren't successful. Right. But on the whole, in a global strategy with an increasing population overtaking everything, so when you say you need to reach and it's of people, you're absolutely right. We have to transform our interior landscape. If we care about other things, we start to care about ourselves because in the end, it's going to be the future of our survival. Mm -hmm. So this is really very exciting. Um, so in, in terms of your, what you're doing is a global digital collabor collaborative effort. Right. So what all does it require in terms of, I'm, I'm not saying specifically administration, but reaching out, how, how do you pull all this together? I think I, I've done, to be honest with you, I've done all that I can by myself. Now I need to be really active in, in connecting with people such as yourself who have the background, who have the understanding, who've done the decades of work. I need to find partnerships like that and create a larger base and, and we grow together and we co continuously strive at making this this village bigger and bigger and bigger. But there's ways in the technology where we can mass email politicians and we can, you know, go beyond the, the standard petition. We can actually really do groundbreaking things with this technology. But when I start getting the people who are going to build this platform for me involved in these conversations, you'll really be able to see what we can do. But it's in numbers. It's going to take the entire village, whether it be in China, whether it be in Africa, whether it be here in Los Angeles. Everyone has to get involved. And when you start talking about these large numbers, Washington has to listen. China has to listen because numbers, numbers, numbers. And, you know, these corporations, the, you know, the circus, failed entertainment. When we start coming after you and it's, it's a global effort, you're going to hear us rumbling. You're going to hear the uprising, which is why I call it Elephant Uprising, because once we get these boots on the ground, we're not stopping. So. This, this is wonderful. So I'm sitting here looking at your sort of proposal, the outline of Elephant Uprising. You have such a, a wonderful acumen for um, 
articulating the different aspects of what you're trying to do. And as you were just saying, you said you're not very good at it, which I completely disagree because you have um, in this several page document um, brought it down to its core and very simple and very easy to understand for anybody. So there's, there's several parts to Elephant Uprising. There's the film. There's mm-hmm. Elephant Uprising, its title, and it is a registered, and then it's got a vision. You outline the problems, and then you outline the solutions and the goals, and you've got some aspects. You've got Elephant Beat. Mm-hmm. You've got Elephant Brigade. You've mm-hmm. got uh, a mobile app that's coming out, and then you've got the outreach model, and then you've got your demographics of who you're targeting and a growth strategy. And um, there was one other aspect. Um, it ends on Elephant Uprising, uh, Join the Uprising, and Extinction is Forever. So yeah. you have a really good handle on all the aspects, and I'd say those of us in conservation need your kind of acumen to be able to put what we do together and reach this larger audience. Well, you mentioned Elephant Beat, and that's definitely something I'd like to kind of bring, talk about really quickly, if I may. Love to. Um, Elephant Beat is essentially going to be an interactive component of the platform, and that would require an enormous amount of content creation. But if you can envision on your computer screen a world map, and let's say you go to uh, anywhere in the, if you go to Thailand and you scroll over Thailand, we will have already been there. We will have already created all of this content. You will get to see street level through the content that we created, the plight of the elephants. For instance, you know, the human encroachment issue, the farms, you'll see, you know, you'll see the, the elephants begging. Any and everything that we can capture on by photograph, by journal entry, by, you know, by video we'll put that within the interactive map. So essentially, over time, we will have built a database. And I'd like to take it even further by trying to um, categorize the, the elephants. And like, for instance, uh, we Billy the elephant in L.A. Zoo here. I'd like to, you scroll over L.A., you see what's going on in L.A., and then we go in the L.A. Zoo, and then we you pop up and you see Billy the elephant. How did, how did he get there? How, just any and everything about that particular elephant. So it's very minute, but it's also macro as well. This is incredible. So um, what, you, what I envision it could also uh uh, con- uh, contain and I would love to talk to you further because I have so many contacts in this particular area. Is um, there's a, a man by the name of Dr. Samuel Wasser who developed the DNA technique to um, understand poached ivory seizures, where they come wow. from, where those elephants lived, and where the ivory routes are, those that are being funneled into terrorism and those that are being funneled into trinkets. Could it also contain this this map you're talking? Absolutely. So not only where every elephant is, the story of these elephants, but where these elephants, let's say they've been poached, where their ivory ended up and the routes they took. So I'm sort of envisioning like the back of an airline magazine where you see the routes. Right, right. So is, is that sort of what this visualizes like? Absolutely. And that's a primary example of what I was saying earlier. You know, I have the vision for the technology. However, I don't have the relationships and I don't have the full understanding of things of that nature. So I'm going to really rely on stuff like that to be able to put into the technology. So that is something that I would definitely be open for. Absolutely. Uh, We can can work together on this. Okay, great. I love that. And what it is, is you're helping give them a lift up by giving them a larger global audience. 
Right. I'd also have figured out a way to basically, for instance, in the elephant beat, if that information was given to me by you, then there would be some way to tag you so then they can then go to your individual profile and see all that you're working on. That's just one contribution to the to the platform. You've got many other things that you're doing. And we're also trying to figure out the technology in the mobile app. So if, let's say, you happen to be in Africa and you saw an elephant and there was a story behind the elephant, you took a picture and you uploaded it to our server and then we put it on the Elephant Beat world map, that's going to be attributed to you. So then they can then link back to your profile. Well, this is amazing because from reading your um, outline here, it sounds like a lot of it could be organically done so that, let's say, when I do a Facebook post, it automatically goes to Twitter. So right. from what I'm understanding with your um, understanding of the technology and how all of this works, that it would somehow seamlessly you know, integrate with what you're doing. Definitely. Wow. This is very, very cool. So that's uh, telling us about part of the uh, Elephant Uprising platform, the Elephant Uprising and Elephant Beat. But there's a couple more components. Tell us about those. Elephant Brigade is something I'm especially uh, excited about. It's an opportunity for those who really want to make an impact, who really want to stand out above all. And that can be brands, that can be individuals. Um, but I want to, you know, there, there are a few people out there who really take a stance, you know, and really put themselves out there. And so I want to highlight that on the platform. So for those who feel that they want to be involved and active in that way, then they could be part of Elephant Brigade. And that's just a place on the website that, that gives those people notoriety for their help in building the platform. Um, and I'd like that to be also in particular for corporate brands who really want to get involved and really want to make a, a stance and who really, you got to understand too, from a marketing standpoint, this is a great way to reach a very targeted demographic of people on a platform. So individuals who donate X amount of dollars or who provide resources. Um, so I think that's just a unique, innovative way to um, highlight individuals and organizations who are doing going above and beyond the call of duty to make this thing as big as it can be. Okay, and then there's still one more component. We've got Elephant Beat, Elephant Brigade, and there's one more component, right? Yeah, the uh, ambassador program, and that's kind of the same, but it essentially, um, for instance, if you became a member, and I don't have the particulars yet because we haven't developed it thus that far, but say if it was you bring five people in, then you become an ambassador, and then those ambassadors will be highlighted on the website as well, and then we'll try to create some type of program, incentive program, if you become an ambassador, you get... X, Y, and Z, for example, and then that would be contingent upon whatever resources we have. So I basically just want to provide incentive. It's, it, it's beyond, okay, I'm on the platform and I'm helping. I want to incentivize to give people a little more you know, reason to become even more involved and, and thus be highlighted for their, for their efforts. I'm really beginning to get and understand what platform means. This really is multifaceted and multi-layered. And um, it's so exciting because it takes someone with, you know, a, a degree in economics and this kind of skill to reach the other side that, let's say, us field workers aren't doing. And uh, it's so exciting. So let's just say for an example, I mean, I know how you would reach out to someone like me or someone like Joyce Poole and someone like Daphne Sheldrick. But right. how do you reach out to someone like Dove? How do you reach out to corporate sponsors um, without it being greenwashing? And um, how do they, how do you reach them to say, this is important to your people? How, how does that go? Well, we have a partnership with an organization called The Audience. 
Um, and essentially, the audience is is based is rooted in influenced influence influencer marketing. So um, Olivia Munn, the actress, for instance, would be a good example. Um, we would contact through the audience. We would contact Olivia Munn, who has a, an enormous amount of Twitter followers and Facebook followers and all of that. Get her involved, um, and then as she gets involved, we then have access to her demographic. So she reaches out on be, on our behalf to her fans and her followers and brings them in. That's one way, influencer marketing. Another one would be digital marketing where we use Facebook ads and we use t- Twitter's digital strategy to reach people who otherwise we you know wouldn't have access to to what we're trying to do. So it's a it's a layered approach and then as we grow and we can show brands that we have this demographic. It's all about data at that point. We have this demographic. These are our numbers. This is their activity. This is our outreach. And then the bigger the outreach, obviously, the more attractive it becomes to brands because at the end of the day, the brands want to reach the followers, their their potential customers. Um, So it it all kind of goes hand in hand. And as we grow within the platform, we also, in theory, grow with bigger brands and bigger celebrities and bigger influencers uh, so that, you know, like a partnership with Wild Aid would be great because they're already, you know, working with Yao Ming and NBA cares. And so you start taking those components and bring them and build them into the platform as well. And then you have synergy and growth that's just happened organically. And that's what it's in my mind is about is how do we do this organically and not really try to force somebody to become a member? You, you know, you have to see the value for yourself and hopefully you do when you get involved. Well, in, in, I think you just nailed it right there. The value involved and the um, ability th- that takes something off the plate of all these other organizations or the corporate sponsors or these people and just exponentially grows it with a word. All it right. takes is a simple little action or a word on somebody's part. And Monty and Elephant Up- Uprising just grabs onto that and makes it grow. So um, we're going to step away for a minute, take a little break. So stick with us. My guest today is Monty Marsh with Gorilla Films. And, Filmworks. Uh, sorry, say that again? Filmworks. Filmworks. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Wildlife. No wild, no life. Big, scary, beautiful. Predators are in danger. Without them, our rivers dry up. Our forests don't grow. Our communities go hungry. Our biodiversity crumbles. Wildlife drives our planet's ecosystems. The wild effect. It's in our hands. Ellie founded Wild Eyes Foundation because she loves Africa and to remind us that there are more harmonious and less destructive ways to live on our planet. She does this so we may be able to look inside ourselves and understand the deeper partnerships that connect us all 
and to take responsibility for our lives and our Earth. Africa is one of our last remaining wild places and the origins of humanity. It is irreplaceable. Africa is at a crossroads, on the brink of possibilities. We can choose to let its wildlife be lost forever, or we can help save it. In Africa, it is still possible to make a difference. Visit us at www.wildeyes.org to learn how you can make a difference. We only have one Earth. If we don't care, who will? W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You're listening to Ellie Weiss and Our Wild World. We want to hear from you. Call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd rather send us an email, please send it to wildeyes at wildeyes.org. That's W-I-L-D-I-Z-E at W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. Now, back to our wild world. Welcome back. This is Ellie Weiss, Our Wild World, with my amazing guest, Monty Marsh and Gorilla Filmworks. So it brings up in this digital age of, um, you know, spy systems and data mining, how do you protect this information? You know, that's going to be something I'm going to have to have serious conversations with the developers and the architects. Technologically speaking, that is definitely something our concern. Now, in terms of your personal information, all of that will be kept in a secure database. Um, and we have the technology and the encryption to, to do that. But we still, and you know, and that's going to be conversations with people such as yourself and trying to understand what is most important information that you'd like to keep, to keep private, you know. Um, I guess we- I guess what I sort of meant is, you know, I understand the security that can be put into place for personal information and, you know, corporate and uh, organizational information. But let's say you put on the map uh, tracking routes of poaching. Um, mm-hmm. How do you protect uh, the elephants from misuse of this information? Do you have do you have a concept for that or is that going to be included? That's going to be something we have to look closer at. That is something I thank you for bringing that up. That's something I definitely need to think further about because um, I, I have seen on social media networks where, you know, in certain areas in Africa, you have to be careful where you take pictures because the poachers can then access that and then go, you know, unfortunately murder an elephant. So that's something we have to be very careful with. And I would rely again on the more qualified professionals in, in the field to, to better understand how to utilize the technology without hurting what we're trying to do and, and hurting the elephants. This is amazing because you have such energy and excitement and you can feel it just talking to you and that your willingness to 
look at all aspects of this and bring in uh, wisdom and people and experience. And that's sorely missing today in, in a world where everybody is somewhat isolated and feels alone and in our working in, in the cubicle and feeling like such a small part of a massive thing. You really have covered all the bases. Yeah, I mean, I've I, I say this to my friends all the time. Like, I have one goal, and that's to save these majestic animals and to give them as as a fighting chance as possible on my watch. <laughs> you know, and I can't sleep at night knowing I can't sleep at night knowing um, that I didn't do something appropriate. You know, so I'm really trying to be as open and no ego. Like, this isn't about Monty Marsh, and this isn't about Guerrilla Filmworks. It's about the elephants. And if that means, you know, stepping aside to let someone else in who knows more than I do, then by all means, because we have the same goals. Um, and I think that's really the, the, the foundation of it all. It's the, again, the village. It's the, the numbers. It's the expertise. It's the, the hours already spent from people such as yourself. You know, I, I just happen to have an affinity for technology and affinity for elephants. So they come together. But I'm just me and I don't really have the knowledge base. So it would be stupid to think that I know everything. Well, it goes back to what we said at the beginning, that in a world of, you know, exponential broadness in a world that is globalized and getting larger uh, in some ways but smaller in others we do need people like you that can pull all these aspects together without an ego and um, with consideration and that goal to just make a difference and that's really what this program is all about making a difference and that anybody with a skill and a talent or a love or a passion can do something like Monty has um, to make a difference and that's what we need today so um, what else is going on with Elephant Uprisings? Tell us some of the uh, organizations and people that you have reached out with that are that you're pulling into this fold. And I'd like you to rephrase something, or I'm going to rephrase it for you. Okay. Instead of stepping aside, as you had mentioned, to incorporate other things, I see it more as opening your arms and embracing. And uh, that's what we need today is open minds, open arms, and embracing the differences uh, that we all have and pulling it together so that we can accomplish something. So um, what are some of your other personal goals that, uh, that, that you're working on that um, beside elephants and uh, other aspects of what you want to accomplish with uh, the life on earth that you've been given? All right. Uh, before I do that really quickly, there's something else I wanted to point out. And I realized this when, when I was at the Paul's uh, conference this is also this is a platform for us to get you know organized and, and to activate, but there's also an educational component, um, and that's when I'm really going to rely heavily on the expertise of the Joyce Pools of the world for so we can take all of this information and put it in a way that's engaging, that's entertaining, and can educate people. Um, for instance, I'll tell you one thing really quickly. Uh, for instance, doing the elephant within us personality quiz. So for instance, um, per quizzes are, are really big on BuzzFeed. It's you know one of the, the largest growing phenomenon of social media. So what if you could go to Elephant Uprising and you could do the little quiz and it'll spit back to you what kind of elephant you would be where you would be, what characteristics you would have, and then a step further, what celebrity would you most likely be if they were an elephant? So, <laughs> I love you know, it. And, and in that quiz, I just learned all about elephants because it's about me. So, I love that. I love that. 
And that's just, you know, something very simple, but, you know, it can be very, very effective. And I have many of those ideas that I like to implement in the platform. That's exciting. So um, how are you going to reach kids with this? I mean, a lot of what's going on with elephants today is horrific and uh, it is horrible. And people say, oh, I don't want to look at that because it's terrible. Well, uh, it is a tragedy. It is terror. Um, mm-hmm. Elephants are being used to fund terrorism. So it's exactly. it's not just about elephants. It's about you know, a global issues that are going on. So how are you going to reach the little kids? I think we can do that in animated content. I think we can do that by reaching out to, you know, having a partnership with Disney and figuring out ways to, to engage the demographic in that way. Um, and I think it's also there, there are lots of young people out there who are actually already working for the elephants. Let's give them a, a platform. Let's get them out there. Um, you know, so it's really just trying to have an open mind and trying to figure out the best ways to engage all demographics, including kids. This is exciting. So I did see you have a Facebook page right now that is yeah. sort of the opening place. How do people find that? Uh, for Elephant Uprising? Yes. Uh, it would be Facebook.com, uh, and the username would be L-E-L-E Uprising. Okay, so people, check that out. Like it, because that is the opening portal that will give Monty some beginning um, data, some beginning specifics of and numbers of who's interested. So... Once again, look up elephantuprising.com, look up monimarsh.com. This is an amazing young man with an amazing background, and there is so much more to come. What I would like for them to know is that as it, they're listening to this, they see that we're, we're definitely making strides, but I can't do it by myself. So I would I'll ask to please go to elephantuprising.com and join, and from there, we will grow together. Um, I'm going to start a, ki- a Kickstarter campaign or Indiegogo. We're still trying to figure that, figure that out to see what makes the most sense for this particular project. But again, it's in numbers. So if you sign up today, I'll get that information. And as we're ready to move into the next phase, which would be raising the crowdfunding funds to build the platform and then from there we can move on and and continue to to make goals and meet goals and make more goals and just grow 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 but without your help it's an idea and And, you know wild ideas take take ground and they and they take off and crowdfunding in a world that has seven billion people okay we could cut out three billion because maybe they're still in diapers but um or maybe another billion because they're over 80 and have no clue but um or have no ability or those that aren't on broadband access but it it does it is a numbers game today maybe in terms of conservation um and large landscape and species survival umbrellas you know it is a numbers game and there are so many of us today that we do need to take involvement in one way or another and elephant uprising is an incredible new platform uh, to be able to do that so um, you'll keep us posted when your kickstarter campaign gets started absolutely all right and so you'll keep that posted please share it with me and um, i would love to follow up with you as this project takes uh takes hold and starts uh growing exponentially across the world so once again um, absolutely. Uh, listeners, please check out elephantuprising.com. You can also check out Monty's, uh, uh, find out more about Monty at montymarsh.com, which gives you his background. He's an amazing filmmaker. His story is tremendous. And um, we've got just uh, maybe a minute left. What else would you like us to know today? 
Um, just join me, please join me. I've, to be honest with you, I've been working on this since 2008, and it's really uh, great to to finally reach a point where I'm I'm able to meet to meet you and and begin this journey. And I really want to take the time to thank you. Um, for giving me this platform to even discuss my, my idea and to, to partnering with me so we can make this thing a reality. Well, it's exciting. So as Monty just said, it takes you. It takes us. And that's what this program is all about, that we have to engage. We have to wake up our minds. We have to re-engage with the world. We get what we put into it. And as we can see, we're getting exactly what we didn't put into it right now. And we are at tipping points and it cusps all over the place. So um, join Elephant Uprising, become a part of Elephant Beat. And if you got information or have a story and want to share it with Monty, it sounds like he's the guy and this is the place to do it. So unfortunately, we're out of time today. Monty, your energy is... Um, is uh, I can't think of the word. It's it's encouraging. It's catching. It's resonating. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ellie. It's been a pleasure. It's absolutely been a pleasure. Monty, thank you. Thank and, you. And um, we'll talk to you again sometime. Looking forward to it. Really appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. The world is expanding, isn't it? From the local village to the global village, we are getting an inkling of the extent to which individuals can take conservation efforts to the next level even though it may not sound like conservation as we know it. And that is the point. Conservation models need an overhaul into programs and processes that include and work with our neighbors and local community, but also the larger global community toward an ability in working together to take advantage and make us use of the multitude of platforms that are now available to us. Whether it's through discussions and graduate and volunteer programs, such as those offered by the Denver University Institute for Human-Animal Connection, to those of UC Davis School of Veterinary Medicine, they tell us how our relationship to animals affect us in the past, now, and importantly, our future, both for us as societies and cultures, but also to our non-human neighbors, and how what happens to them and their and our environments will affect us. This is part and parcel of how our actions do and will affect our future. From CA for Elephants with Nanette Guiler-Carter to Monty Marsh and Elephant Uprising, we've learned that combined efforts, grassroots to the hallowed halls of governments, nationally and internationally, legislation and policy makes a difference to the animals and the people on the ground, locally or in parts of other parts of the world. From Chris Mercer and the Campaign Against Canned Hunting, where we learned that information really is king, as it helps people anywhere and everywhere become advocates and gather the ability to take action, such as Donnelly Patman and Ian Mickler, where boots on the ground and the passion of a single person can change the way a nation looks and relates to conditions, rights, and welfare of animals. From the singular focus of an individual to that of a gathering of people, whether it be through spiritual connections to professional conferences, such as those that the Performing Animal Welfare Society puts together, and the connectivity that is what will shift the paradigm we find ourselves facing. In the hustle and bustle of harried lives, we can find the time in a variety of ways to connect with nature where we live 
even in densely urban settings, and engage our children and youth to be compassionate about not only each other, but the world at large and all its inhabitants, and thus into an enriched present that leads to a future where coexistence becomes the model of how we live on Earth. To do this, we need to be able to understand and clearly communicate our goals to engage and orient our leaders and representatives. If we cannot speak from our hearts and instead remain apathetic or perhaps worse, disengaged from our responsibility to guide those who will lead us, then we are and may as well find ourselves getting exactly what we voted for, or in other words, what we don't want, or worse, that which will move us even farther from that which will move us forward, simply standing still. And this We'll come to a point with my upcoming guest from Namibia, Ferry Labanda, just a regular guy, like our neighbor down the street, who felt it time to speak out in an open letter from the heart. Then it's back to Lions with my guest Peter Cat of LionAid, as we explore more deeply the challenges, history, and conservation models around our wild lions and the surrounding consequences of captive lions, animal rights, welfare, and sanctuary. So that's it for today. Tune in next week with returning guest, renowned ethologist and author, Mark Beckoff, as we discuss another kind of connectivity that is running, a running premise of our wild world, how we will reconnect and re-engage our compassionate footprint through the rewilding of our minds. So that's it for today. Thank you. This is Ellie Weiss and Our Wild World. Thank you again for joining us this week. Be sure to tune in next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Our Wild World with your host, Ellie Weiss, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think about living with wildlife during the coming week and what you can do right now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 